This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Previously on Of Mice and Men and Monsters. And then I think I'll take like five packs of those butt drugs and then that'll be it. I write as the mage for the people of Aydin. Only Dorian Gray will live on to ensure that these secrets are well guarded for as long as the descendants of our four civilizations take breath. You know exactly where you have seen that name before. A painting of a bridge. As soon as you say the word map, Awen, a map starts to appear almost like water spilling out from the center. This is two figures who are slumped in a fashion that you can tell that they are two deceased bodies. My name is, is Basil. Whatever kind of gathering you might be having, if Mr. Dorian Gray might be there as well, I would love to just pick his brain and, and talk to him if, if we might. But curiously, you notice one of the paintings is seems to be empty. Like, there's, there's no subject in it. Uh, I don't think Basil told you yet, but I am a big fan of yours. And if we could have a few moments of your time, we have some things we'd like to discuss with you. Okay, here we are, back at it with some picture of Dorian Gray, my dudes, but I'm going to say something as your DM. Uh, see, there's something that, well, to pull, pull you listeners behind the, the veil a little bit, I always ask these guys a goal that they have before we start playing, but rarely do I give them a goal for me. However, I'm going to share that goal now with you and them at the same time, which is something I have been like slacking at is giving inspo. Uh, I just, you know, I'm not, I'm not miserly. I'm just very forgetful. <laughs> that said, I was perusing, you know, every, at the beginning of every one of these arcs, I kind of go through different source materials kind of and, and bulking up my knowledge as a DM because you know, I can always learn more. And one cool thing I found as a mechanic in the official, I think it's Dungeon Master's Guide. So, you know, I'm not even homebrewing this, is an option where if you are with players that you trust and you're in a story-driven game, which I would say is us, right? Not just like a dungeon crawl, focusing more on the mechanics and getting like rule lawyery. But if you're kind of like us, one thing you can do as a Dungeon Master is to start off the session by giving each of your players a point of inspiration that you are going to require them to gift to one another. You guys, each of you are starting off with a, an inspo point tonight, an inspiration point, but it's not yours to use. It's yours to give to another one of your teammates at some point. It could be tonight or it could be, I don't know, you can go forward, but this is every long rest I'm going to give you that. So oh, 
yeah, I, I want to practice on that because I'm going to come hard at you as well. Uh, you have many yes. cool items. And so I'm going to do my best not to try to kill you, but to give you a good challenge um, and to give all you listeners a good show. Uh, but I, I thought that would be fun to try around uh, is that, hey, if you see one another having a cool character moment, just give them that inspo. That's uh, cool. Who currently has inspiration? Do I have I inspiration? Do. And I can't remember how I got it, but I have inspiration. I have one. It's oh, God, it's I been don't that long. How it's happened. You it's can been only that have long. one at a time. <laughs> I have one. Either you have it or you don't. Okay. Well, this, uh, let's just say today you'll get to pocket an extra one if you have. So this is kind of, yeah, hold on to it. I mean, do you want to do one like per book? It seems like beefy to do just like. No, I'm just doing it for Dorian Gray, my friend. So, oh, this is only for Dorian Gray? Yeah, they, they, just for Dorian Gray. I'm just doing oh, that. Oh, yeah. interesting. So what you're saying is we're going to need That's it. That's not a good sign. Yeah. <laughs> That's like when you go into the video game in a boss level and you're like, where's all this? Why is all this health right here on the outskirts of this battlefield? <laughs> I just had oh, that in Zelda. I just had that happen yep. in Tears of the Kingdom. I'm like, why are yep. they giving me so many arrows? Uh-oh. <laughs> this is why. And then you play on story mode like me and you're like, I don't need any more Wig and Weld <laughs> potions. Thank you very much. Legacy of Hogwarts. Sir. <laughs> I'm good. I haven't had to use the one in many hours. Uh, <laughs> okay, you guys, let's actually jump into the story. So where we left off, you are in a receiving room, a, a open air very ornate room open to through these doors that are kind of like shifted open to the garden outside and in front of you are two people one who you now know as basil hallward uh, an eladrin artist who is now all but ignoring you as he is focused intently on the easel before him and the figure who he is first drawing and sketching before he applies any paint directly on there is this Kalashtar Dorian Gray. Uh, and I'll re-describe like describe him. Um, perhaps maybe some of you will, we'll see who, we'll see who likes this. I know like where we left off, Penny was <laughs> taken aback, but he has these luscious dark curls that have a reddish glow and these piercing pale green eyes, almost luminescent in that. And right now he looks at you with just a well-manicured eyebrow, slightly raised and a closed smile, uh, waiting for you to ask anything further because the last moment that we had with you, Bertram, you started to started this audience started this interview so let's pick up right in that moment shall we mr gray i first of all i noticed this cameo over here uh a very familiar face to me do you know weena a weena featherfoot i knew her before she was married, yes, when she was a young girl. How do you know Weena, Weather Weena Featherfoot? Well, I served the Featherfoot family. That's actually kind of why we're all here. Do you recognize this? 
and I unfurl the painting of the couple on the bridge that I kept, I took with me from the house that Dorian Gray uh, painted. Of course I know that. I had painted it for Weena when she was engaged to the Featherfoot heir. It is supposed to be two figures and in a romantic pose on that overlooking. And in fact, it's based off of part of my own garden here. But I can find how- this location here? Yes, okay, on my I personal need, grounds. I need to find this. Um, do we have time to just pause? No, actually, never mind. I'll, I'll do that. I'll do that later. Um, well, uh, funny thing. I've had this in my possession for years, decades. But when I was showing it to my friends here, I was just telling them where I used to work and that I used to work for Arthur Willem B. Featherfoot. And when I spoke hit the name of my former employer, this map appeared, and I turned the painting over, and I show the map. This map led us here to you. We just were so intrigued, we thought we needed to come and see if you were still alive. No one even knew if you were dead or alive. Ah, uh, yes. That was the name she chose as the passcode, wasn't it? But it was only for those who had the intent of a great need. What great need would you have to visit here? Well, I think, well, first of all, Mr. Gray, I just wanted to prove to you that we have mutual friends. Weena, Lord Featherfoot, the Featherfoot family, hopefully us now. I mean, we're practically best friends with Basil now. We've been. You know, for about five, ten minutes now. Penny uh, puts bond. an arm around Basil while yes. he says this. A real bond is forming here. <laughs> and you want to know what we need. Well, let's just say we've also made friends with your friends, um, the Eidgins and the Benamuckis. And now we want to be friends with you. So good. <laughs> Penny just nods along, impressed. Just choking, choking. Just, yeah. I'm picturing your arm around him. Like, eh. But like, she's short for sure. So no- I, imagine, I imagine it's like very awkward and like not really working at all Big because pocket. like it's way Picking too high. his pocket. Yeah. She's trying really hard not to, but she does feel One like hand. there's a pocket right under her hand. <laughs> she's fighting the urge. And where in the world did you find those names? On some very important pages. His face goes still, but the eyes themselves like start to like, they, it's like they, they lose focus. Like you can just see them going to the middle distance. Um, and then they kind of come back to, and looking the three of you evenly, he turns first to, <laughs> he turns first to Basil. I am waiting, Basil, the youthful Kalashtar says in a hard, clear voice, and Basil almost comes to himself. 
<clears throat> oh, yes, yes. Um, I, I, I got all the initial lines down. You, you can step down for for a bit, Dorian. So rolling his shoulders back, he steps down off the dais and comes closer to the three of you. You say you've found two pages. Where are they now? Ooh. They're, they're with a group of people who, of which we are a part of. Oh, a group, no. <laughs> a, gr- a group that, I don't know, there's, there's no, um, this is going to sound rather dire, but I think you would understand the weight and severity of this. We are trying to save uh, the world. And we need your help. And we got lots of teeth. He looks at you out of the corner of his eye and raises the eyebrow disdainfully again. I don't know what teeth has to do with it. But if you think (laughs) that this is going to save the world... I'm afraid you're mistaken. You obviously haven't seen these teeth. Mr. Gray, please. We, there are evil people who want control of this thing. The power that these pages hold. They want to control this book of law that you four fought so hard to make sure didn't fall into the wrong hands. We are the right hands, and that's why I'm trying to say that we have friends, you can trust us, but also, I don't know how else we can prove ourselves. I'm trying to be very forthright and honest, because you seem to be a man of integrity, as a, as a leader of your people, and from one leader to another. I mean, I understand the weight that comes with it, as I have to lead these two, and many others. I am quite sure you shall understand the weight of this, he replies, gazing intently at the little golden white-feathered quill that you perhaps have in your hand or somewhere in in a way that Mm -hmm. he seems familiar with it. And as for believing any stories you might hear, and wanting me to believe in anything you have to tell me, I can believe anything, provided that it is quite incredible. But you see, and he turns his back to you. Just yesterday morning, I had two people here who claimed that they had a right to the Book of Lore, and their cause was the necessary cause. But those were the bad guys. So you're saying you're not aligned with these tattooed figures? Of course not. They all have have... corn teeth. We don't touch them. I'm sorry. (coughs) That was me coughing, not not him. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm choking on my own rage here. Uh, (laughs) Rickets. Um... I'm I'm sorry, you... Is this actually who you are, or is this... 
is this truly a, you're a tooth man and you travel together and your thing is teeth? I ask myself the question every day. Am I really a tooth man? Good God. Your, your voice has changed about five times. Since you when you're in the tooth game, you never know how you're going to sound. So you got to have many voices available in case your teeth change and you need to get out quick. And that's the tooth. That's the tooth. That's the tooth. <laughs> oh, okay. Bertram does not say that, by the way. That was just for us in this room. <laughs> yeah. in the, in the All right. Penny is mortified. Um, Penny is going to slowly take a few steps back and wants to just sort of look around. I know we've already looked around this room, but it's either her like d- deep embarrassment of how the, or like unsure of how this is going. She's starting to look for like escape routes other than the main door i was gonna say can i just roll perception and see what she finds sure um 18 whoa you note that there are two there are sorry there are three doors leading out of this room one to the outside one into a room next door where you know the same door that dorian had uh entered in by and then you have the door behind you, which is the one that led to the entryway, so the entry hall. Uh, all three are wide open. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's going to start slowly. She just kind of wants to pull out of this conversation and kind of look about more what's going on in the room. So she's going to pull slowly towards the door that goes outside, um, assuming it's to the, prop- the grounds that he was discussing about Weena, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah, the, the garden. She's going to slowly start pulling out and heading gently in that direction. She's not leaving yet, but she's getting a little closer. Okay. As you're kind of stepping back, you, you stop right before another figure uh, bustles in, tray in hand, and you see in Bertram, you see a, an immaculate butler come in, this, this tiefling with beautifully curved horns at his temples. How tall is he? That's exactly what I was going to tell Uh Not as tall as you. <laughs> That's right. You said it was a tiefling with horns? Mm-hmm. Yep. And he just, with a flourish, sets down this tray of drinks on a side table next to Basil, who you can see is just like furiously finishing in these lines. Uh still just making sure that the form is exactly how he is and muttering to himself every so often and retracing almost like as he's as if he's seeking just the perfect shape in his mind uh and with a deft bow the tiefling says highballs as you asked for and so forth for the guests my lord and he backs out giving you a sideway glance, Penny, as he leaves, and retreating back out into the garden, where you can see him uh, walk, like if you lean out, you would see him walking down a side pavement and entering back in through a side door that as it opens, you can hear pots and pans going and other sounds of baking and cooking. Turning towards where this tiefling left off, though, Dorian eyes you, Penny, 
I really have not heard from either of these two compatriots. I've heard enough of teeth for the day, but from you, not too much. One claims to be a collector, the other one an old friend. And what mask are you wearing? Penny immediately kind of looks down at the floor, is just feeling very bashful under Dorian's gaze. Um, and it kind of makes any sense of like... This attention makes any like plan or any thought Penny had about playing a role disappear. And she just feels very... I don't want to say naked, but like very bare under his gaze. Uh, and so she just kind of looks towards the floor and says, no mask, just some skepticism. They are, my two friends are convinced you are good and will help them. I, on the other hand, am not sure. And then she finally looks him in the eyes. You could be one, you could be good, like Bertram says, uh, but you also could be evil. It, it hasn't been made clear to me. And she gets nervous again. It gets quiet. You know, after all these years, it's not even that clear to me anymore. But I know why I'm here, and that is for this book. You see, people are often very concerned with good and evil for one another. And much was fought over this book that you now seek. This book of lore. And I found that there is no such thing as a moral or an immoral book, a good or an evil book, books or well written or badly written, that is all, and this one is very well written. It is the people who read it and add to it that can make it also very badly written. The fact that you are asking for it either denotes that you have better plans than any of us did in dividing it, or you too are misguided, shall we say. Do you even know the magic that we conjured in that? The magic that we created just for this book? N no. But maybe that's a good thing in this instance. And because we don't fully know, maybe we're the safest people to count on in this instance. I'm going to say, is that a correct statement? Because I mean, we kind of know, but we also kind of don't. We have an idea just from like a glimpse from like pages. Yeah, but like I was going to say, I don't, wanna, I don't want Penny to say that if that's like a really inaccurate representation of the relationship to this book. I have like a sense of what it is, but like I don't have like a practical like knowledge. So do we think mm -hmm. that's fair for her to have said that? Yeah. Okay, great. I can see we'll it being it like, like, like an, Bertram like and Awen can be completely different than that. I see yeah. it realistic as Penny answering that way. Yeah. Okay, great. I, could, I, could, I, I can see the difference being like, I know that a nuclear bomb is powerful and causes mass destruction, but if you tell me like the specifics of like how it's made and what it actually does to do what it does, you'll respond. I, I, let I, me see Oppenheimer, and then I'll let you know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, yes, like like my friend says, Mister Gray. We let 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 it be clear. I don't want this book. I don't want this responsibility. I don't want the power. 
I just know that forces that are greater than us in this room want it, and they want to use it to destroy people. And there is no sitting on the sidelines for this. There is no place for conscientious objectors anymore. There's too much at stake. So don't mistake me or any of us for wanting power to wield it to, I don't know, hurt people or to give ourselves power or fame. The two gentlemen who came yesterday morning, they said that they were part of a group called the Spotted Hat. And they were more than happy to make their own power and influence known as well as their plans. They did very little listening and not much thinking. And yet I did see evidence that when they did claim numbers and financial backing and intelligence, as well as the technology that is very modern and to back them up, I could see a formidable force, and yet they did not get it. They didn't understand it, and they did not obtain it. Are you and whoever you are a part of, if you call yourselves a name, are you up to that task to take them on? I don't think we have a choice. If you wrote that book, then you know. You know the powers at play. I do, Tooth Man, Tooth Elf. You see, the magic we created, true name, is terrible. I'm, if you came here and had my name, that means you read the letter from Eidgen. And heard a bit of their story. And you see, it, it, in fact, I, I would, I would, I would uh, invite all of you to make a perception or insight. Your choice. Oh, nat 20. Baby. Nice. Six. Uh, 31. What? what? I what? rolled a 19 and perception is plus 12. So I don't know how that works. I, I could also just do <laughs> insight. Give me feels fucking broken. Oh my God. I could do insight and then it's 20. Is that because you have expertise in perception yeah, so. and like yeah. stealth or something? It's OP. Perception. And yeah, sleight of hand and stealth. Oh my god. You have like a plus 12 to all of those? I've, no, I have plus 10 to those. Uh, then I have plus 12 oh, to no. perception. Good lord. Shooketh. You're intimidated by a perceptive woman. I get she, it. I am. <laughs> you see right through me. Now I feel naked and exposed. I feel naked and exposed. Awen and Penny, when, when, when he mentions Eidgen, you see just as a ripple across his, his just beautiful features, you see them almost cracked for a moment with pain and sadness, um, but he quickly smooths it away before 
it really is recognizable so that it's almost like a trick to your eyes. Uh, but he, he carries on. This true name can wreak the worst havoc on this world. It has once, when it was put into the wrong hands. If it had your blood, be it from your own body or someone descended from you or in your family that shares that, plus your true name, it could change your story altogether. It changes how the world perceives you to such an extent that even your own perception of your own reality is warped. It could wipe you from the face of this earth or make you the mightiest emperor that this world has ever seen with legions upon legions of followers. Yes, for you, elf, if, it's, if, if it had your elf name plus your blood, for you, Bertram, right? If it had the name that was given to you upon your creation, plus, and he looks, it's like he's scanning, and he's like, you have her blood, don't you? You have Weena's blood. Oh, I thought you were looking at Penny. I was like, oh, what the fuck's her real actual Ooh. name? I thought no. you were about to drop a bomb. No, I was Bertram. Like, oh, shit. No. Bertram, if you were truly ever recognized as that family, and in your heart you called them your own, it could take you. And for you, young one, the name that you were given at birth, or the name that you cling to, and your heart has warped around that, and holds it dear and locks it inside, it could rip you apart. And that is why I'm holding on to this. This is not a plaything. This is not some relic to hold up. I cannot, in good conscience, give it to those who might lose it or fail. Listen. I just need one quick second. Um, do you have a bathroom around here? Um, is this just, your real voice, finally? Listen. People's gotta, real voices tend to come out when they ask to go to the bathroom. I need to poo <laughs> real bad. Okay, just let, just, can you just point me to where your bathroom is? Yes. Um, Maybe just Yes, hang around. on. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> hang on, hang on. No, I, please, what? No. No, to, uh, to point me to the bathroom. You know what I mean? Oh, I, I thought you meant don't was, look you at you. Do you and that was, was very that was, scary. Jasper, that was misleading. I am sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, and that, also, that also, scared me for a second. My name isn't Jasper. It's it's Awen. I can't I can't lie. You've been real good host to us. Listen, let me just come around you real quick. Uh, and he wa- uh, I walk around and I kick him right in his butt with my boots of truth. Oh. All right, we are going to uh, let's see if he can do a dexterity saving throw. Um, oh. for this um let's let's do like a contest here so oh, what okay. uh what's a realistic skill for this that you would like to use versus uh my saving throw i'm definitely arcana is the right choice right now <laughs> okay uh let's see i mean it could be if you're yeah. knowing how to correctly wield these magical items i think it's i think it's acrobat right or, or dexterity either one 
I'll do dexterity. So I gotta like kick him. I rolled nine. Ugh. I rolled an eight, my dude. <laughs> yes. <Dang>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you do, and as soon as you do, it just you know that that cone of truth just like shimmers in the air for a second, and he straightens right up. That's right, he does. Remind me, Aaron, what that re- remind the- me remind me what that does, Aaron. Yeah, for sure. So whenever I I believe it is like the, the, if I kick them in the butt. Uh, then it casts Zone of Truth, which casts a magical zone that guards against deception in a 15-foot sphere centered on the point of choice, which is his his butt. And uh, no one can tell a lie. No one can speak a deliberate lie while within the radius. Oh, damn. So did you did you uh, also make... Did, so you triggered this spell by kicking him in the butt. Yes. And by doing so, did you get all four of us, except, uh, well, including Basil, but not including Penelope, since she kind of wa- made a point to walk away? Are we all in this zone of truth mm-hmm. right now? Yes. Mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs> when you're in it, can you just walk out of it? Are you like tr- entranced where it's like, I must stay in this zone? That's a good question. Um... It doesn't say. It doesn't say. I don't think it. I don't think it's just while you're in the zone. Interesting. You enter it mm-hmm. of choice. Let's see. I am very scared right now. And that butler didn't greet us at the door and didn't ask for our drink orders. He is not a very good butler. All right. Now, listen, <laughs> I kicked you in the butt with my boots of truth. And I just need you to know you're a little bit um, hesitant. Because you want to make sure that we're up to snuff with the book. Now, what's better than knowing the truth than knowing the real truth? Ask us any question you want, and we'll tell you the truth, no matter what, well, as long as we're in wait, the truth. Sh- should there be parameters to this, Awen? I'm slightly scared about what kind well, of questions you might deal. ask us. You don't have to answer the question. You just can't tell a lie. Oh, all right, all right. His lips curved up, curve up in, in a very pleasing manner. Uh, just kind of almost like just wickedly enticed by this. I must say this, that wasn't the first time in my life that I've ever been kicked in the ass before. Is Dorian flirting with Awen? I know. This isn't my first time with butt play, so <laughs> this is, this is well, amateur hour. <laughs> just in case. <laughs> this isn't my first time being kicked in the butt, uh, by someone, but not really to tell the truth. You have my intention and my intrigue, and I'll play. Well, I was thinking... What is the name of your group? We are the Green Hoods. And, and I flip a- up my green hood. <laughs> I flip mine on, too. And I just look, and him, who and leads look at him right this, in his face. <laughs> and who leads this Green Hoods? Uh, two members, uh, a, a Robin and Marion. Uh, I, I do not know their last names, and that is the truth, I think. What is your stance on the do- spotted hand? Are you a part of the spotted hand? Ooh. No, I am not a part of the spotted hand. Ooh, good thing, because I was a little I bit nervous. In fact, I am against and antithetical to what they stand for. Well, good. I will do my utmost to keep their hands off of those spotted My portion hands. of the book. How did you kill those two poor souls that we found in a boat earlier today? 
They entered into my trials because they thought that they were worthy. Trials? Penny then steps into the zone of truth. Ooh. And and says, (laughs) Thank you. Um, Penelope, do you like me? (laughs) Thirsty as fuck. Penny does not respond to Bertram. Penny just looks straight at Dorian. (laughs) Penny just ignores all that and just goes, we have given you so much information, information that could lead to the hurt and ending of a lot of things we care about. So we need you to be really honest here. What do you mean trials? What, What are you putting people through? Well, I haven't had to do this in a very long time but it seems that the book of lore has been picked up in interest it was a heavily guarded secret forgotten for a while that's the whole intention of this so when i had these trials i had designed them a long time ago but yesterday was the first time in many decades I designed these trials to see if somebody was worthy of wielding such a possible power. I wanted to test you, if you choose it. I wanted to test the person or persons who who went into these trials on their abilities, but also their character. But is failure death? Yes. If you die in the game, do you die IRL? The game is IRL. Holy Dorian, shit. Dorian, why didn't you and the other leaders just destroy this book so we didn't have to deal with this? Why don't you just destroy this third page and then no one would know where to find it? That's a good point. Because if you simply destroy it, if you burn it, rip it, shred it, crush it, there is a chance that it will wipe Everyone descended from those original four civilizations out. Everybody is, who's descended by blood from those four original civilizations then are tied to it. Well, that's inconvenient. So, I mean, for all we know, one of us might be a descendant. Well, well you're a robot. But... Well, I do have blood in me, Awen. Oh, that's right. He did just say that, didn't he? That's right. I did. <laughs> well, I guess that means we just need to get all the pieces of the book and find the book, right? So, Mr. Gray, Well, here's why my question you... for you. There well, we before go. the death trials, Awen. I wow. have a couple more questions <laughs> what do we on say my to... own end, if I'm going to play into this, too. All right. That I think are pertinent based off of the questions you're asking me. If well, these you skip found the trials. This, if you found... No. Oh, okay. <laughs> if you found this book, Look, that, that came really easy. I didn't have to play around that. Zone of truth. My goodness, they need to make this into a drug. Uh, <laughs> Basil, do you love Dorian Gray? <laughs> he's just like, he doesn't even look back. He's like, he's all I think about. <laughs> oh, I, should, I should use his voice. He's all I think about. I can't stop thinking about him. And uh, Dorian rolls his eyes. And uh, <laughs> yeah, he rolls his eyes and fixes an imperious glare on the Eladrin. Basil, please, don't break her foot jumping out of my second floor window again when I don't keep this painting. And he turns back to you. I want to know, though, 
if you were to actually find the Book of Lore, what is the Green Hood's plan for this? Well, here's the deal. We're, we're like decently new to the Green Hoods. I mean, we've done a lot of ass kicking for them and collecting of uh, fine, fine goods and services, but um, we aren't super privy to the upper management's direction. We do, we do enjoy their vision, though. And the upper management is just Robin and Marion. Well, there's an HS, apparently, but I'm not exactly sure who that is. But like Awen said, I think we're at the behest of, the, of Robin and Marion and what they think is best. And they seem to have proven themselves through our interactions of being sacrificial and kind and caring towards one another. I don't know what the plan is. I mean, it sounds like your plan wasn't too perfect if people have already found half the pages. I, I, I don't know. I wish I could just throw it into a volcano, but I don't know. Uh, it sounds like we can't destroy it, so we have to take it and hide it? I do avow that, yes, if... Two of the pages have been found, and, and were you three the ones who actually found the two pages uh, in their hiding places? I think Crusoe found one. We found Crusoe. The... Crusoe found one, and then I think, was it a lady, a Lord Macbeth? Yes, had another? Macbeth had another one. So we haven't been the ones to find them, but there's been whispers and enough information. They have someone on their side called W.D., who is feeding them information, and they're finding it. HS isn't giving us diddly shit on our side and isn't helping us get the pages, really. Penny pushes in and says, you know, for some reason you've got us acting like we need you and we need to convince you of something. But, Mr. Gray, the way I'm seeing it, you need us. Your guys' plan isn't working, and some really bad, scary people have been finding these pages, and we're offering to help you to fix what you have done poorly. Some really scary people are finding your pages. We're not those scary people. We're offering to help you. So maybe get off your high and mighty chair and see us for what we are, which is your chance to redeem this. You could think of us as your literary sugar babies. <laughs> Would you be our literary sugar daddy? I have been somebody's sugar daddy many times over in my years. Not to be insensitive here, but we are speaking truth, and you four leaders really shit the bed on this one. Uh, We're just trying to clean up the mess. Don't usually speak this forthright, but again, zone of truth. Yes, you're, you're told to speak the truth in this, but how you speak the truth can still be civil. Uh, no, that was. You're like uh, a person just who, who just gets oh, no, that, drunk and says, I'm just speaking the truth. <laughs> no, you're they, absolutely right. Yes. I definitely, I've definitely wanted to say it that way. And I definitely wanted to twist the knife just a little bit. We just really need your help. We've been through a lot of shit. We're all hurt in a lot of ways. And you know what? They say hurt people hurt people. So we can, right. maybe we can get this book and write out some of the hurt. Maybe we could just write the book out of existence. Is that meta enough? Is that a thing? Going T- meta. Tell us, Daddy Dorian. <laughs> I almost reacted in a way that was not him. Daddy um, Dorian. <laughs> oh, yes. Call me that. Uh, 
if you claim to be willing and able to help me, then I need to make sure of that. If you enter into the trials and survive, there are three. You survive these three trials. I am open and willing. If you survive. How far did the other two poor souls make it in these trials? They started yesterday, and each trial is a day. So, not very far then? Not a full day, no. Awen just puts his hand up and says, A volunteer is tribute! Friends, half-orcs, countrymen, lend me your pointy ears. This is not Kate. Often this is Kate, but today it's not Kate. Today it's Kimmy. Um, I play Penny on the podcast you are currently listening to, so you're probably not surprised. You probably recognize my voice. But I am here today to remind you, please, if you haven't for some reason already subscribed, you're just like wandering through and heard us, thank you so much. We're glad you're here. Also, please subscribe and tell a friend. Like, just text a friend. Everyone has that friend who likes D&D. I'm that friend for a lot of people. I can assure you Adam, Kate, and Aaron are also that friend for people. Text that friend and be like, hey, I have a D&D podcast. It's also literary. It's also really fun. Tell them. We would love that. Let's just have a little party. But um, yeah, let people know about us. We're really grateful for every share and every recommendation we get. Um, we are a small, happy little podcast, and we are always grateful for your love and attention. Um, the reason I am Kimmy and not Kate today is I just wanted to let you guys know I'm going to be gone for a half minute. I'm having a dang baby. So, um, they're Adam, Kate and Aaron are a progressive bunch and they're giving me a nice little maternity leave. So I will be home, not sleeping, listening along with you guys and enjoying myself. Um, but yeah, so just don't be surprised if things are a little different for a hot minute, but I will be back. Um, and there will probably be crying in the background. Um, and that'll, I was going to make a joke about my husband crying, but that's not very nice. He's going to be so great with the baby. So yeah, I'm going to be off taking care of my own little changeling. Um, but I'll be back and I'm going to miss you guys while I'm gone. Okay. Enough of that. We also have some wonderful reviews because you guys are fantastic and you leave us reviews and please leave us a review. If you leave us a review, people like me, i.e. Kate, will read it on this podcast and give you a little shout out and say thank you. So, you know, smash that button, hit that review. Um, okay. So this review is from Sashira. Thank you, Sashira. Really grateful for you. It's called Oh Ma'am Ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. It's very funny. It says, take great books, add D&D, and what do you get? Something awesome, of course. Kate is dungeon master teacher, keeps the references coming for those in the know, and the action fast-paced and fun. Oh, that's so nice. Thank you. The series does suffer occasionally from some immature humor. Even Shakespeare didn't get as lowbrow as Toilet Monsters. Look, Sashira, I don't disagree with you. I think we have a lot of fun, but also, as you can tell, I am the one who's blushing the entire time because I am squeamish. So, but you gotta let Aaron and Kate and Adam, you gotta, particularly Aaron and Kate, you gotta let them do their thing. It's, this is their thing. So, I see you. I hear you. Um, But I can put up with it to keep hearing the ongoing adventures of the gang. Thank you so much. We really appreciate you. What a nice review. And honest. I love it. Okay. Next review. Five Star Mesh Between Literature by Ice Wolf. Um, 
10996. I wonder what those numbers are referenced to, but thank you, Ice Wolf. Five stars. So I tried to hit the five stars, but I don't know if it works. So I added it to my title, double five stars. So nice. Background info on how I found this podcast first. I was listening to the backlog of the Crit Shows podcast while playing Dragon Age. Wow, that's like two fun references in one sentence. Good for you, Ice Wolf. When an interview came on, normally I skip content and that is not actual gameplay, but Rev sounded hyped for this interview and I had two very angry despair demons trying to kill me. That does sound like a stressful situation. I listened with bated breath as my health was draining and by the time I killed the demons and closed the rift, my interest was caught. Wow. This is very impressive. I'm so glad this happened. Fast forward two months because I still had to get through the Crit Show's backlog and I started this podcast. It's been four days. I'm on episode 28. Wow, Ice Wolf. That's so much. We have like are literally doing life with you. Thank you, Ice Wolf. I'm in love with the seamless weaving of literary history. It's just that's all Kate. She's so good. And modern day gameplay. The characters, NPC and players alike have depth and reason and the setting is beautiful. I'm excited to power through the rest of the backlog and catch up to new episodes. Get here, man. Get here. Or woman or not. But I don't know what you are. So I'm sorry to give you a gender. I'm also hoping that at some point we get to the... Uh, Hmm. I, there we go. Sorry. I'm also hoping to get at some point we get to see something from Agatha Christie. At least two of hers are public domain now. Ooh, Kate, that's such a good idea. You know, we, Kate and I, I can't speak for Adam and Air, but I know Kate and I are big Agatha Christie fans. So this is a great idea. Um, or for a less known mystery writer, Mary Roberts Reinhardt of The Butler Did It fame, as well as the OG Batman inspiration. Oh, I have a new recommendation I got to check out. I may be showing my love of mystery novels for those suggestions. Ha ha. P.S. I'm terribly sorry to master teacher for any grammar mistakes. I didn't see any. And especially my overuse, incorrect use of both commas and parentheses. My phone doesn't have grammar check, lol. Honestly, that was pretty great. And I love a I love a parentheses as well. So amazing. Okay. Thank you, Ice Wolf. That was a lovely review. Thank you everyone for listening. Um, I'll see you guys soon. Uh, until then, enjoy this episode. So now that the three of you have tentatively, un, perhaps unwillingly, uh, agreed to this trial, uh, this three-day trial the set before you, uh, you are ushered in to a, a guest room for the three of you uh, to kind of spend the rest of your first day here in relative ease, seeing that you did not come with threats, you did not come with uh like being pompous you did come humbly enough and honestly enough and so as a reward for that Dorian is giving you tonight as like a full rest before awesome. letting you begin the trial in the morning and so in this room you see uh some pegs in the wall to hang any clothing or other belongings um in the shape of golden hands cupped upward you see three simple beds overflowing with decorative pillows one might say perhaps too many decorative pillows uh, along one wall is a, a, a new word that I learned recently. I believe you pronounce it Eris, um, which is A-R-R-A-S, meaning a rich tapestry hung mm. along the wall. Um, and on that tapestry, it depicts woven in there a halfling woman with a unicorn. And on and the opposite wall that you see a simple painting of what you realize to be Dorian Gray himself. 
And anything else you want to look in the room will require some perception. Uh, some, I'm not going to up it because I know Penny's perception is off the charts, but you guys are welcome to look around and see what else you find. Or you can go to specific things and investigate it more thoroughly. So if you're doing like a general around the room perception, if you want to look at something that I've already mentioned uh, more closely, then I'll make that perception or investigation. Yeah, Penny wants to investigate that portrait. Penny just starts walking slowly closer and closer to it, kind of drawn in by it. Little eyes in it. <laughs> the eyes in there. Like yeah, it's like the haunted he's like mansion. Looking through us. <laughs> uh, but I rolled a eight. You you perfect. see, it's it's just it's a, but it is a perfect likeness of him. And this one painted in darker and moodier colors, and like posing, holding uh, almost like in a facetious manner a skull. And after looking at him for 5, 10, 20 seconds, all of a sudden he moves. He's like, oh, that is so hard to, to hold that pose. You like what you see. Penny is immediately jumps back surprised and then tries to recover quickly and says, um, I've seen better, but... I've never spoken to a painting before, so that's something. What, what, what are you? What, what, what is this? And she kind of turns to like look and see if Awen and Bertram are picking up on this. I definitely am, and I am like kind of shook and also concerned that we have just someone who's in our bedroom with us who can just like stare at us. Seems creepy, but I've never seen something like this before. Yeah, same. Big same. I'm not. Actually, the the man, the myth, the legend, Dorian Gray, but I am a painting of him. Uh, you can see by these darker, somber colors, I'm from a moodier period of his, more of his emo phase. He, he went through different phases. He's, you know, been a while. I've, I don't, he, I, I'm just going to say me. I've been alive for a long time, so. This a, is a Florian. Can I call you Florian? Fake Dorian? No. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, uh, I, I've, I've been wondering since I walked in and, you know, even a little before, is it G-R-A-Y or G-R-E-Y? I just, it always eludes me. Oh, uh, how, how to spell my surname. It's A-Y. Yes. A-Y. Okay. Not, okay. not like the T of the Earl, T. but All right. just, All right. yes. Okay. I, that's, that's good to know. Thank you. Of course. You know, you remind me of some people that I knew from Eidgen some time back. It was in the second year of the founding. They were dear to my people, and we learned secrets from spirits of the forest from them. Those spirits of the forest, they'll show you a good time, I'll tell you that. That's for sure, if you know how to, how to do them right. But well, you said, uh, you know, uh, was that before, before or after you made the book? I knew people from Eidgen before the founding of the book, but really we had trade and communication once the book was created on a more open span. I, I was able to befriend some, just it wasn't as open of a friendship. It, I think these days sometimes you see that between some humanoids and goblins and orcs just you have these assumptions made 
But then you actually share stories like we had in the book and you realize it's not so different after all. So I made some of my first friends from Eidgen before the book and deepened those relationships after. That's awesome. Yeah, you know what Archdruid Waldo, he always used to say, everybody shits, so just don't even worry about it. Love him. There's a wonderful childhood book that talked about much the same thing from my people. We we enjoyed it. We... Families would pass it down to their young ones and read it to them. It was called Everybody Shits. <laughs> um, M- Mr. Painting, Dorian, Dorian 2, did Basil paint you or did Dorian <laughs> oh, paint you? Oh, Basil, no. Dorian One of his other admirers me. then. Yes, Dorian made me. I, I am an original. Ergo, I am... Talking to you with his personality and likeness. Something that he's able to imbue many of his works with. Breathe life into it. If I were to ask him nicely, would he imbue some kind of magic into my painting? Because I have an original gray as well, but mine does not move. He could do some movement there. Or is it a magic that's imbued while he's painting it? Yes, if you wanted something like me with intelligence... But he could put some movement in it after. Like a boomerang Why? on what Instagram. What are you planning? Yes, like a giphy. Like a giphy. Uh, what, <laughs> what, what would you put in your painting? I don't know. Maybe the, the two figures could hold hands or kiss or go for a walk or the, or the water under the bridge could move a little bit. Oh, how sweet. Well, okay. Painting. I'm Sounds sorry, like, I'm emo Dorian, as you can tell. Oh, so emo Dorian. That kind of stuff doesn't <laughs> really. <sighs> Unless you want to trade blood with one another and then, like, I don't know. I've done enough blood trading death. for a lifetime, believe me. Oh, really? Now that is interesting. And you see a little spark in his, like, a little bit of white gleam of the paint create a spark in his eye. Um, he eyes uh, you closely. Penelope, I've never quite understood the fear of just having someone watch you while you sleep, but uh, I am definitely understanding how you must have felt being in the same room with me now. It is yeah. off-putting. It's terrible, it's, she it's says. Oh, but yes, I'm, I'm totally going to... I mean, what I see is, is helpful to Dorian in understanding and studying you, so anything okay. I hear and say, I'm going to report back to him. <laughs> However, if you don't want to, you can just... Yeah, it's okay. I'll just uh, I'll just drape I, a blanket I guess you on all of just, you. Yes, while, can do that. while he's doing that, she's actually she pulls the blanket off and she's looking at the frame and she's how how is the frame attached to the um wall? The frame doesn't budge. It's a, it's like fully. Yeah, fully mm-hmm. on the wall. Is there she's anything? Hmm. It's load bearing. <laughs> Wait, Mister Mister uh, Frey, Mister Frey, um. What can you tell us about those, you know, the old, the old trials that you made so long ago that, you know, everyone's forgotten about. Nobody ever has to really do again in real life. Love to hear about them. Someone wants some tidbits. No, I'm just, I'm just curious, you know, not like we'd ever experience it or anything like that. Why don't you roll a persuasion? 
17. I'll tell you one thing, because it's not really spoiling anything. Tomorrow, the day one is really meant to look at your physical prowess and your ability to withstand a lot of pain and suffering and just to see if you can come out on top with, with things thrown at you, you know, battle and all that. But it will take place in the sculpture garden. All right. Well, and he has this like little, like just Cheshire cat smile. And, um, after kind of straightening, uh, straightening his shoulders back, he gets up and throwing on an elaborate dressing gown of silk embroidered cashmere wool, which you can, it's down to the finest detail that you can tell that it is silk embroidered cashmere wool. Um, he passes into um, the doorway of what is painted in the background as an onyx paved bathroom. Is he going to the bathroom while... We just have to listen to him, like, have a stream of urine going to the toilet. All right. As soon as he walks away, I, like, try to push my hand into the painting. Like a Mario, Mario painting or something. Your hand meets resistance. Like, it feels like, and as soon as it touches the surface, it feels just like a canvas. Okay. With, uh, like, an oil painting canvas. Okay. Penny pulls out okay. a knife and looks at her compatriots and said, should we cut this thing out of the frame and take it with no. us? Might it help to have a little. It re- Reports to Dorian, he already doesn't trust us and he might kill us tomorrow in these trials. How does it report to him if Dorian isn't in here? I'm not cutting him up, I'm cutting him out. There's a difference. We might use the help. What if it's the frame that's the magic that's keeping him alive? That would be so fear driven. Fine. Fine. For all we know, Dorian is listening to every word we're saying right now. There could could be some kind of two way painting or something. It's true. I Fine. say we just drape something over it and ignore it and maybe whisper in the other corner so it can't hear us. Yeah. All right, we'll do mm. your way. And as you, you who, who's going to drape over this? Who's going to uh, try the, the drapery? I, I can. Okay. Since I don't, you, need the, I don't need the blankets. Yeah, so you go over to where the blankets are and you notice uh, placed on your respective bed um, where you're taking these from, you see a yellow book there, and it's titled Against Nature in Common. It, 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 the book says Against Nature in Common, end quote, or it's Against Nature written in common? It says Against Nature. Gotcha. Quote, unquote, written in common. I, 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 well, I throw, I throw the thing over Dorian. G- good night, Mr., Mr. Dorian Gray. We'll talk to you tomorrow, hopefully if we're still alive. And uh, I drape that, and I look at the book. Uh, Penelope, Awen, do you, do you all have books in your beds? I have this one called Against Nature in mine. I look in my bed. So does Penny. No. Uh, and in my, it, it was just on one of the beds. Hmm. Penny says, hmm. Here, come, maybe come over they here. Wanted, Throw me that book. Maybe Dorian's trying to say something to you, Bertram. Here, come, come over here, and I pat the bed that they can join me on on both yeah, sides. Yeah, go look me. at it. And Penny just cuddle on the bed and read. Like all, all Penny just together. stands, does not sit. Okay. So, all, are it, all yeah. of you looking at this book? Is it? Yeah, is I'll it open it up? and kind of like have it kind of open to all of us, so we all can see it at the same time. Great. Uh, would all of you make a wisdom saving throw? Oh okay. no! What did you do, Bertram? 
I uh, give someone inspiration. <laughs> a natural 20. Oh, I forgot about the inspiration. I need to mark that off. Okay. Um, you said wisdom saving throw. Oh, damn it. Well, well nine. Oh, yikes. Okay, that was a four. A I'm going to use my inspiration because it sounds like we might be getting it uh, in the next coming days. That's your stacked inspiration? No, I had one already. The, the one he already had oh, coming okay, into this. Yeah, but it sounds like we, we might start gifting them to each other uh, yeah, in the, right, in the right, coming right, days. Right, right. So I might as well use it. But that was sadly my best number was an eight. Uh, okay, all three of you feel like as if like you're like just not physically, just you feel like wait, yourself. Wait, wait, your wait, pause. Whole... Pause. I'm going to use my features that I have. What, what number did you roll, Kimmy? Nine. I'm going to do bend luck for you. Ooh. Um, when another creature you can see makes an attack roll, ability check, or a saving throw, you can use your reaction and spend two sorcery points to roll 1d4 and apply the number rolled as a bonus or penalty. So I'm going to try and give you a boost to see if that's enough for you. Because I don't need to keep these sorcery points. We're about to sleep and have a long rest. That was a three. So now you have a 12. And I'm going to use Tides of Chaos for myself, which is one extra roll. <laughs> All right, that's a 16 now for me. As all three of you are looking at this yellow book, uh, you see words that just describe, and, and as soon as you, uh, just, you see diagrams and pictures of all things that might make somebody clutch their pearls. And in the you know, opening line, it makes it clear this is a book of debauchery. And uh, you feel like all, all three of you feeling pulled, not necessarily physically, but just all your attention in on it, um, almost as if your will is going into it. Um, and at the last second, Awen, you feel a taloned grasp grab your head from the inside and pull back. Um, but for Bertram and Penny... You're pulled in. You are sucked in. Not physically, but to this book, your will has gone. Um, I'm going to ask you both to roll a D8. <gasps> I thought for sure a 16 would save me. Good Lord. It was a DC 19, my friends. Damn, you rolled Damn. a nat 20, Aaron. Gosh. I rolled an unnatural 20. Unnatural. You said a D8? Mm-hmm. Six. <laughs> Okay. Oh, I was God. trying to find my D8. Hold on. Here we go. One. Okay. Uh, so on a fail, you rolled on this table. Um, and so this book of debauchery has kind of taken over your will and given you a new prime directive, as it were. And so you are... Your debauched selves almost come out. And so here is your, your new things. Uh, Penny, the central driving force for you in this moment is I must consume everything I can. Oh. For Bertram, um, <laughs> for Bertram, yours is I am convinced of my own greatness, even believing that I am divinely chosen. Well, that's just how Bertram is all the time. <laughs> I, am, I am convinced of my own greatness and what? Oh, I'll put them in the chat, but I'll, I'll restate them too, just so that it can be clean. Uh, for, for 
Penny, your prime directive is now, I must consume everything I can. And for Bertram, your new prime directive is, I am convinced of my own greatness, even believing that I am divinely chosen. Penny immediately goes to the bag of holding and roots and pulls out her uh, uh, hard candies and just starts chomping down on those. What else is in there? I feel like we probably have other consumables in there. Can't butt drugs like technically be consumed? Yes, consumption (laughs) consumption is anything that goes in the body. So consumption is food and drink through the mouth. Consumption is snorting. Consumption is intravenous. Consumption is suppository. Yes, consumption is going in. I need this to be played out. Taking things into yourself. Really get in there. A when you see just all of a sudden it's like their eyes have like their their eyes are dilated. Like even for Bertram's eyes, you never knew that they could dilate in such a way. And it's actually quite pretty on him. And it you you can tell something's off. You don't need to do a perception to tell that. Especially looking at immediately Penny rooting through and just gobbling down these uh, hard candies. Almost some of them, it seems like wrapper and all. Okay. I, I think Bertram would go to like any kind of reflective surface, like a window or a mirror, and I am just in love with myself. I am look. I am like, like after a time. Let's at hear that dialogue, out. yo. Let's let's hear that some so, of that dialogue. So, well, let me first describe that. You know, it's kind of like after you've had a post workout, maybe, and you feel like your muscles, you're you're a little, you're full of yourself, and you look in the mirror. Adam, and I'm like you are trying, calling yourself out. I'm flexing myself. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry, have I always looked this good? Oh my goodness. Oh, and I think he's just really feeling himself, not even knowing what's happening with with Penelope going crazy. I was going to say, then Penny immediately, while just reading through the bag, she's like, what else do you guys have in here? I'm starving. And just starts Don't take anything of mine, you creature, you low, vile thing. I'll take what I want. I'll take what I want. Bertram. Oh, I will need everything. I'm trying to think, what else would Penny find? I obviously there's suppositories. Is there a way to like randomize what she would find that is consumable? I mean, they're all consumable, but yeah, you can, I have well, a random Well, I think she's chart. asking like, how do you, when you put, d- dump your head in a bag of holding, what are you seeing? Are you seeing like just a, just a big chest of shit or like, how do you know how to traverse through it? I think we can Head make- can it? Headcanon, when if she does stick her, I, I'm able to do like my own headcanon if you want to stick your head in there, great, but completely up to you. Yeah, I mean, her head is in there and she's trying to find. I'm just trying, I don't know, other than suppositories that you do, I don't know what's in there, I don't know what other consumable things people have. So, I, I didn't know if you have, if there's like a master list that we could like roll or something. I'm just trying to oh, figure that out. Oh, it's probably just whatever mm-hmm. we have. I, I would say look at your own list of items. Uh, I'm pretty sure I hold all, all of my own things, unless there was something specifically that we put in there. But so like, you, if you have the potions on your person? I have my own potions on my own person. Like I don't, because okay. sh- I, I need it. I don't want to have to always ask Awen if I need something to throw me the bag. Like I have it on my own person. But Awen keeps like certain things. Um, that are like the group wise the same way I keep money that's like divided between us he keeps items that are between all of us but if Pen- Penelope like if you have a potion of greater healing that's on your own person I mean I don't know if you're trying to go after that yep. stuff like that, ruining that would, all that of your happen. stuff yeah. yep that was just a bummer I've spent money on that um, oh yep. that's right you did um, mm-hmm. but well, I, I mean, have other a- things a- 
Well, I'll, I'll stop metagaming yeah. real quick, but Awen also, like, if he wanted to stop and you, I mean, I'll stop you if you're stealing stuff from, from me, like, uh, for sure, but that's all to say. Like, so if we want to mm -hmm. somewhat play out not wasting everything. Totally, yeah. I think that was literally my question is I don't know what's in there. <laughs> that's what I was Start to with say. what's on your sheet. Okay. Aaron, uh, anything that Awen... Awen would have in his pack uh, that would, I'm sorry, anything that he would have put into the bag of holding that is consumable, yeah. feel free to like pass that along to her. And even so put it in the chat I, I would assume it's probably a lot of Awen's things. I'm, I'm assuming he would probably just use that as his he has holder. The bag of holding, so all yeah. of his butt drugs are probably in there. If you got a Kimmy, a if you, potions. I mean, your potions, yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess I'll, she'll just throw back the potion of greater, uh, Penny roots around and finds her potion of greater healing and throws that back. Do I even have all right, so now I at least have 58, I imagine, hit points, right? You're at full health. Yeah, yeah we'll just say you're at full health. You're going to be at full health. <laughs> she finds the unending ba basket of Cheddar Bay biscuits, but oh, uh, yes. they're not near a body. Oh Are they God. within? She's not within five feet of a body of water, so she chucks it behind her because uh. it's no good to her. Mm -hmm. I could do this for I think that's where I'm you. I could do this forever. Like, yeah, as you're I? starting, um, I, I'm going to invite Awen. Uh, you, yep. are, you are able to... I'll invite you as your DM to do an Arcana check um, for this or okay. a history check. It's a nat 20. Nat 20. Good Lord with the nat 20. Hell yeah. Is that your third one? God. Second, second one. The other one was unnatural. Oh, okay. you, you see that the, there is, this is magical in components, uh, this, this yellow book itself. And so whatever they are experiencing, this change in demeanor, uh, this change in focus even, turning up into a frenzy can then be with uh, magic to to overturn it and just off the top of your head kind of as you're cataloging what you know um, you're able to call up okay calm emotions lesser restoration remove curse or dispel magic uh, should be able to fix this and i don't have any of those spells currently uh but i can prepare them over our long rest so we can allow them to be eating they're gonna have uh, to pass the night like this yeah yeah and i think i i go up to kim to excuse me i go up to penny and i say penny okay listen um i am about out of you know um shit that you can consume in my uh, bag here uh how about just like i got one more of these little these little poppers and i hand her a, a suppository i say yes. go to town but after that cutting you off sweet girl all right all right um i can penny not be so magic that she at least heads to a bathroom to do this in private because uh <laughs> yes yeah it's not as if like you're like i gotta do it now i like keep going oh, this is like it. yeah that's how i was well, picturing it's like it this too impulsion, but it's like so you don't have to like drop trowel and like do it right there you are able to like yeah it's just it's this overwhelming need that if there is something to consume you will consume it but it is not so bad right now that you're like chewing the walls or okay um, got it perfect or yeah so you yeah you're right she now was about to start is, chewing yeah. on spell scrolls um so mm -hmm. penny does double finger guns at awen and then yes. heads straight to a bathroom to make this happen while she does that uh uh <laughs> if awen's looking around he, he'll he'll notice bertram on my bed <laughs> writing in my journal 
uh, cataloging, <laughs> and it says, "And the gods smiled upon Bertram that evening as he slept <laughs> the, the sleep of dreams." Just uh, meanwhile, the uh, the. Uh, the trashy rat girl was shoving butt drugs up, <laughs> up her, but Bertram would take care of her tomorrow. He would take care of all of them. Oh he will God. save all of them. <laughs> oh my this is God. writing for he can't what keep up with these these glorious <laughs> the prose that he's writing. <laughs> all right, Can we Bertram, roll a D one hundred? Oh goodness, how does that work? That is. Let's find out what happens one. to you. Yeah, it's, so it's two ten-sided dice. Uh, one is going to determine the, the tens slot on your number, and the other one's going to determine the ones slot on your number. I did this one, and I got ten. Okay. And then... Um, and then I got a zero, so I'm, that's either a ten or a one hundred. Twenty? I don't know no. how to do so, this. I'm so sorry. I think it might be the... I have this bad boy. Yep. And then I, this bad boy. Oh exactly. Okay. Yeah, you did it right. I have I have heard two different sides to this. Um, so if you're listening and you have a strong opinion on this, come at me. Please tell me what you think. Um, it's either if you get like a, a 10 and a zero, it either becomes a 20 or it's a flat 10. I am of the camp that it's just a flat 10. Yeah. Um, so. so I'm going to count that as if you rolled a 10. And if you were listening, my dear, sweet, oh, bubbly, wait. little cheeky listener, and you disagree with me, please let me know. Isn't that one hundred, or is that the I always get zero? confused about how you roll no, that'd be double zero, yeah, double zero. But then how do you roll a the one one? I was thinking about <laughs> how you roll a one or a one hundred. Anyways, let's just pick something and go with it. So if we're saying yeah, 10, so you roll the sense. <laughs> this is another good opportunity. You are alone to in this. To this, us and tell yeah. us how to play this game. You are <laughs> alone in this dice. Small yet ornate bathroom, and you only have a moment to admire the clawed foot tub before you vomit three magic missiles Good out Lord. of your your mouth. Um, and so, <laughs> oh, what, are they what, lit? What, what? 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 And they come out and they just like explode and just utterly destroy this bathroom. Uh, <laughs> It's like Looney Tunes. Does she come and out and she, Ace and Ventura then, style just yeah. wave and says, you and do not want to go in there. She went into the toilet, sat down, and really blew up the bathroom. <laughs> I'm writing in my notes. She, quote, yeah. blew up the bathroom. She Ace Ventura'd it. Um, yep. She then is going to come back out, I imagine, feeling very sick and try to lie down. Yes. Awen, how are you going to secure your two teammates so that one of them does not continue to root in your bag for things to consume and the other one just shuts up and stops writing and talking about himself? Yeah, for sure. So one of them, I am going to... I'm going to cast Compulsion and I believe I'm just going to like each target must use momentum and speed to get in the direction. So I'm going to tell, I'm going to have it like, I'm going to have Bertram just like go to the wall into the corner until it's done. Oh, it's only one minute. Shoot. Okay. Hold on. I, I mean, I, I think for myself, I mean, just because you're full of yourself doesn't mean that you think that like, I need to sleep then. So that way I can be well rested and I can take care of them tomorrow. I don't think I'm like crazed where I'm, I'm peeling my eyelids off so I have to stare at myself all night. I think it's kind of more like I'm just egocentric and even more ego-driven 
but so I even more so know that everyone needs to shut up so I can get my my sleep tonight. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Penny's going to come in green to the gills and not finding anything else immediately since Awen has sort of removed the bag. I imagine removed the bag of holding. She's going to grab her empty bag of Cheddar Bay biscuits. She says, I guess I got to get here some water. I So she's going to grab it and try to head out the door. There is the toilet. Body of water. Oh, all right. <laughs> it's a body of water. <laughs> so after after we go to sleep, I wake up. So while they're while they are, uh, you know, Penny is just rooting around trying to find something to eat, and uh, Bertram is, you know, trying to get uh, his beauty sleep. I am going to be meditating and preparing the dispel magic spell. I was going to say, Penny's out. If, if no one's stopping her, Penny's going to go to the river. Ugh, damn. That's it, it what... Wouldn't be, it wouldn't be me. It, a, a, A1's the only one who has clear head right now. That's what I was, that's what I was saying. It's like, unless someone stops me, Penny's heading to the river to go chill okay, out I, and just eat biscuits till she vomits. Yeah, so I, I let her go. Okay. Let her go. <laughs> as long as we're all on the same page, I just want to make sure you understood that that's what I was For doing. Sure. For sure. Uh, because I need to, I, I must learn this spell overnight. I have to remember the spell. Mm-hmm. So that oh, Awen, you could just knock that poor girl out. She'll sleep the same. Just oh, crack her it, over the head. It only takes me four hours oh, to do right. a full uh, long Okay, rest. so only four hours of Cheddar Bay Biscuits. This yep. is great. I then <laughs> walk out and cast uh, Dispel Magic. Uh, I, find, I go and find uh, Penny. And I cast Dispel Magic. And I go back inside, and I also cast a spell magic on Bertram. How many biscuits do you think Penelope has eaten? How fast okay, are they made? Let's do the math. Let's do the math. Okay, so how fast could you eat one biscuit? Like, I mean, those cherry biscuits, minute. you can eat them fast, right? And but there's got to be some time built into like the dough rising and things being you made. Also, well, I don't think they're baked. You, you need time to like, like, oh, okay. like it's fish drink and water because after a while, oh. man, your your throat's gonna need. Some, uh, I mean, I think she's gonna knock something down. to help it she's out just be because she's to, right, just because she's magically consuming everything doesn't mean she has like suddenly a magical ability to consume and unlimited. So no, you find no, her you like can't. fully, it's basically she's just drunk like, on Cheddar Bay full. biscuits. So you find me yeah. just in a pile of biscuits, like asleep oh, by the river. God. Are you are you vomiting? Because I mean, like, Probably. if you ate one a minute, that's like 240 biscuits. Well, I don't think she could have eaten that much. So she might have thrown up on herself again, but then conked out. But you find her in a pile of biscuits. Oh, yikes. Is this the first trial? uh, Are we surviving the first trial? (laughs) I cast a spell magic, and then I also cast... uh, Oh, no. No, I'm just going to cast that one spell, I think. Okay. Actually, like she needs to rest more, right? So, so we have like four more. Yeah. Hours. The cool thing, the no. cool thing about these Cheddar Bay biscuits is that they take away exhaustion. So she's fine. So, oh, other than she feeling feels really Damn. sick and being gross, she feels fine. Can I get like? Can I get that with like Korean barbecue, where I just like eat so much and I have the meat sweats, but I feel really good. Like, I want that. <laughs> I really want that in my life. <laughs> we have the meat sweats. <laughs> uh so it is <laughs> you guys make it to the next morning um and it you have a soft knock on your door and opening it, it's not dorian but the tiefling butler that you had noticed in the garden and he quietly clears his throat <clears throat> good morning good morning to each of you uh, 
Master Dorian has removed himself from the immediate premises, but has left this for you. And on a silver platter, you see a small calligraphied note in a flourish of handwriting. I look at it. You open it up and you see uh, just a small note saying, I warn you once more to not take this challenge. But if you truly want to find the third element leading you to the Book of Lore and bring it back to your green hoods, then you must go forward. You will need to travel through art. Signed, D. G. Uh, I'm sorry, Miss. All about Mr. initials here, Mr. But I know a lot of initials, Mr. Butler. Um, yes, we will uh, the, all the take. The name is Merton. 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 Yes, we all will take the turndown service. Um, a mint on the pillow is usually customary, but um, this note, you must travel through art. Do you know what that means? Is it like literally traveling through art? I guess, sir, it is literal and figurative, but yes, there will be pieces of Macedorian's art that you must go through. Some of it we, around here on a regular basis, are able to admire it, and hopefully it doesn't do you too much damage, but we will be sad to see some of it go if you do destroy it. We understand that. By the way, my, my sister Hetty saw the three of you coming in. Uh, she was weaving beautiful wooden baskets and mats, uh, but she wanted me to give you this. And uh, she, he hands you a, a woven, um, just a small, like, little woven humanoid figure. Oh, um, thank you. Uh, kind of <laughs> creepy. But Hetty is often creepy. I mean, we are tieflings and people often say that about us. But if she got a good feeling about you three and she rarely gets these kinds of feelings. So can I roll? She wanted me to give this I to do, you. I do have can that I effect. <laughs> can I roll an arcana on this item to see in case yeah. there was something more than me? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, a natural 20. Ooh. Nice. <laughs> uh yeah you um you can tell like that there there has been a charm affixed to it um specifically from woven in the midst of it straight into what would be like this little like gingerbread man looking thing um heart center um you see a small gem and from that uh just a, a blue light shines that you recognize as arcane energy, although hmm. you don't know what kind of arcane gotcha. energy it is. Yeah, I mean, I'll th- uh, tell Hetty, thank you uh, for us, and I, I, I'll pocket it. I will. So if the three of you are ready, and he looks behind you and sees just the chaos of the room, and quite done with your carousing, Shall we begin? Penny looks up from picking more Cheddar Bay biscuits out of her hair <laughs> and then looks to her compatriots before nodding. After you. Awen looks down at his ring, reaches out and cracks his knuckles and says, 
Let's do this. Okay. Uh, yeah. So the, the three of you are uh, actually ushered back into the room. Um, and Merton takes off the covering that you had put over the painting. And you see Emo Dorian there brooding once again. You three are no fun. I heard lots of fun things, but I didn't get to see it. And he kind of like gives this pout that looks tragically beautiful in it um, when it actually shouldn't. Well, that means that the three of you are ready. By the by, robot butler man, you might want to use the map that was given to you. It might help you. Ta. And he just as Merton did, taps the frame from the inside in th- uh, one, two, three in the same manner. And it shimmers and becomes like this um, watery substance instead. And his image mm. disappears from view and it enlarges and stretches from ceiling to floor. Um, and you see just on the other side of this watery films like substance that kind of reminds you of like the bubble that's on the outside of the, the conclave, um, you see a garden. And Merton goes, <clears throat> that will be the sculpture garden. Day one. Good luck. And he turns out the door. Well. Are we ready? Not the slightest. And then Penny just walks through. Ready as I'll ever be. I walk through too. And yeah, I I sigh and I pocket that woven humanoid with the gem inside it in my pocket. And I walk through as well. As you step through, um, you see ahead of you just the greenery of grass rolling on and the b- beneath your feet, Awen, it's just lush and soft and almost inviting you to lay down. Um, not in a magical way, just in a way that like gives you a relax and a pause that you normally don't get when you have hard concrete flooring or um, scratchy carpeting underneath it. and. Bertram, you notice that the stream just about six feet away from you flows lazily onward, and then perhaps 20 feet ahead, you see that it passes under a familiar bridge. Oh, dang. But before you have time to fully take in this, <laughs> this scene, uh, you hear a, like a, the sound of a snap behind you and looking behind that gossamer gilded frame is gone and you are alone in this sculpture garden and turning back around certain things start to come to life and you see the following items start to move in a rickety and then slowly smooth fashion as they gain life a bronze statue figure of an oba about five feet tall jumps onto the head of the the at the head of the arc of the bridge. Over your left shoulder, you hear this clanking of pottery, and you see these six-foot-tall terracotta warriors, four of them, cresting over a small hill. 
about 12 o'clock, you see a large reclining figure, a sculpture that is perhaps the size of a giant, start to stand to its full height uh, from from its relaxed position. Just stepping out of the the shrubbery over your right shoulder, you see a iron-made satyr. And then you start to hear this booming sound, almost matching to that of a heartbeat. But you cannot tell the source of where this sound is coming from. So immediately around you, you see one, two, three, four, five, six obvious foes and then the sound of at least one more let's roll initiative The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. It begins, as terrible things often do, with a knife. People of Herta, chosen children of the night, a lost soul has come to us. I'm not sure if I can do this. It's always better if you just do it quick. You came to St. Kilda to escape your past, but the past isn't so easy to outrun. You always say you're changing, but underneath you're just the same. She was a child, Loki. You liar! Did you really believe this community would accept you? I think you're meant to be here. A little bird told me that you're a liar. All of this, it comes with a cost, Loki. Did you really believe you could find redemption. The time for excuses is over. The Secret of St. Kilda. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to season one now, and remember, there is no change without sacrifice.